morning. Welcome to All That Community Church. We're delighted that you're here to worship with us this morning. Would you stand for our call to worship from Psalm 155? I will extol you, my God, my King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. And every day I, we, will bless you. We will praise you name forever and ever. For great is the Lord, and he is greatly to be praised. Amen. Yes. Yeah, his greatness is unsearchable. This morning we're going to start, and we're just going to be singing and reminding ourselves how great our God is, how much he loves us, and who, who he is. Who he is.
unchangeable and and we stand on that in the midst of ever-changing times you are unshakable and you're unstoppable thank you for this tremendous privilege and we we recognize that that more today than we have in the last four four months this tremendous privilege of working you and doing that together would you be lord over this time even as you're lord over creation and and the, the thunder reminds us of your, your power and all. Um, God be Lord over over this time. And we'll give you the praise and we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. And welcome, everybody. Oh, my goodness. This is so good to be together. I don't know about you, but in a time of isolation, to, to, to be able to be even this close to you. Is, is, is such a privilege, and I don't want to take that for granted again. But thank you. Thank you for being your way here. Thank, thank you, those of you who are watching on the Internet. I don't know where you are, out there somewhere. But we, we um, are so grateful for your presence here, too. And we um, consider you a part of our family, even if you can't be with us in person. But we just, uh, we just believe that God is greater than any circumstance. Amen. Any challenge that we face, and that's going to be glorified through these trials uh, that we're experiencing together. I want, to, I want to ask you and invite you, and I say this with fear and trembling, because when we did this last week, our whole system, system crashed. But I want to invite you, we think we've adjusted some things to try and avoid the problem. If you would take out your phones, and, and if you would text your name to area 812, whether you're with, with us here in the sanctuary, or whether you are at, at home, thank you, that you are at home. We just invite you to, um, to text your name and any needs that you have, any, any uh, prayers that we pray for you with, any, any, um, any rejoicing that you're experiencing to 812-457-9509. And uh, we get that, our phone will see that right away, and we will look forward with joy to praising God with you and to praying for you. As we're going to see today, that, that is this incredible gift he has given us to be able to care and minister to one another. So while you're doing that, I'd just, I'd just like to share with you a couple of other things going on in the life of our congregation. We apologize. Uh, for those of you who are watching online, we um, crashed our system last week. We're, we're learning how to manage the live stream. It takes quite a bit more bandwidth than just uh, doing what we were doing before. And, and we will work it out. If for some, some reason uh, this crashes on you today, uh, people online, <clears throat> pardon me, if, if, if it crashes for you today, know that about, by about 11 o'clock uh, today, the service will be there for you, you in its entirety, and, and you can worship then with, with us as well. 
so um, we will look forward to working that out. Uh, thank you, our tech team, for, um, for refiguring our whole system to try and allow us to do this today. Uh, just a reminder to you, too, that, um, that we gather in Sunday school at 1030. And uh, just for another, another few weeks, we're going to continue to dismiss ourselves from here and then go home. Uh, and, and, and then those of you um, in, in the Sunday school classes, uh, we invite you to join that link. And, and we're finding that such a precious time to be able to stay um, in touch with one another. We invite you to join us there. Those links were sent to you by Kristen earlier in the week. Um, you can probably go online and find them as well if you would like. like and we are continuing to watch this uh, COVID situation. This is so fluid, isn't it? Uh, um, and, and we are, have bound ourselves to, um, to what our governor in, in Indiana says. We are tracking to be able to uh, worship unrestricted in, uh, Ju uh, July 12th. But we've had some hiccups last week, and we're watching that very, very closely. Our elders will make that call for, for us um, uh, sometime around the, the 4th or 5th, probably the afternoon of the 5th. They're, they're gathering, and they will make that call for the coming weeks. But um, however, however um, we're able to worship, we'll look forward to continuing to be the church, even through this trial. And, and we are so grateful for uh, all of you. It's pretty, pretty confident that everybody's toes have been stepped on somewhere. Have your toes been stepped on, Randy? I've, I think I've got bruises with my name on them on your toes. We, we are confident in that. So, so it's such an uh, act of worship to, to, um, to partner together, even though um, most of us are outside of our comfort zone, to be able to honor God and to be able to honor one another as well. And so I'm so grateful for you being willing to do that. Next week, we are going to be um, sharing in communion. For those of you who will not be able to be with us, I just invite you to, um, to prepare elements at home, and I will guide you through that communion service together. For those of you who will be with us, we will us. We will do that in a way that is um, um, no touch, and uh, you will be able to uh, individually in family groups right here in the peace be able to share in that communion together. But we will look forward to that. It's important. It's important, especially in the midst of the trials that we're facing, to be the church and to continue to, to worship God, to trust that, that there's a way to... Um, um, Honor the the of Indiana and honor Jesus at the same time. Those two are not mutually exclusive. So let's use this week to prepare our hearts for for the sacrament of the Lord's Supper next week. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm navigating this even as you are um, week by week and even day by by day sometimes. But I do um, believe that the key to our navigating these situations is is knowing and trusting God who has made, made a way already, is knowing, putting our weight fully down on the, the God who is already going for us. He's here right now and ready to meet our needs. So let's worship together, shall we? Please stand like if you join me in song. In these times and even these hard times, it's nice to remember who God, God is. And so I'm going to uh, teach you a few things that uh, have, re have uh, blessed my heart in uh, times of fear and times of worry and anxiety. And um, maybe throughout this week, whenever you encounter that, you can also recall who God is. Let's 
standing just for a moment, those of you here in the sanctuary, those of you at home, could you just, just, just call out, who is God to you? Who is he? God, you are my shield and rampart. Call it out. out. Call it out. Ask. Call it out, out, congregation. Yes. YouTube, two people at home, call it out. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, God, we declare that nothing can change. You are sovereign over us. You are sovereign over our circumstances. You are, you are glorious, God, in all your ways. Please be seated, congregation. Continue praying with me. And we confess that that even, even just scratching the, the surface on your nature and character, even these few moments of remind, reminding ourselves who you are, God, at the same time reminds us of who we are and how, how we have fallen short. God, how you who saw last week walked the, the blood path for us, you who covenanted and took our burden upon yourself, you're still loving us. You're still reaching out to us, even in our unworthiness. Jesus, we confess we are a sinful people. But our eyes have seen the King. And so, so we ask, we plead today, the blood of Jesus, to cover those known sins, those intentional sins, those times when we, we defiantly have raised our fist and, and stood against what we knew to be true of you. We plead the blood of Jesus. Would you say, say that with me? We plead the blood of Jesus. But God, we also think of those times when out of foolishness, out of misguided good, good intentions, God, we, we dishonored you and actually countered what you had said. We plead blood of Jesus. Will you join join me? We plead the blood of Jesus. Oh, and God, like your word, reminds us this, like Job prayed for his, his children, 
There are sins that, that we're either blind to, God, or in your gracious generosity, you've yet to bring to our attention, even if they are breaking your heart and against those unintentional sins. God, ourselves, for our families, for children and grandchildren, God, we plead the blood of Jesus. Would you join me? We plead the blood of Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, that you walked that blood path for us. You gave your life so that, so that we might not have to bear consequences of those sins. Not that somehow, God, we would be off the hook, or not that, that we could somehow take advantage of you over and over again, but the, so that we could genuinely come before you here, here in the sanctuary and our homes with our, our families. We could genuinely come into the very presence of the living God. We are so, so grateful, Jesus, for what you have done for us. Having been forgiven our sins, now we lift up our eyes to you. We open our, our hearts to you. We covenant with you that we will open our ears as, and listen and put in practice, God, what you say to us. And we just ask you, speak, God, your word. Speak through your Holy Spirit. Speak to us, God, and call us ever closer to you. And God, and God we know as mind-boggling, as unimaginable as it is, that somehow you will use us to accomplish your holy purposes. So we set ourselves apart, having been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. We set ourselves apart for your holy purposes and begin to now, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit would search our hearts and minds and, and gently, ever so gently, bring to our, our awareness areas of our lives that are yet unsurrendered to you. Would you move even in the silence of this place? Would you move even now, God? Now, and Father, we think about our families. We know in your economy you created our families to represent the glory of your community. And, and we can confess we've fallen short in so many ways. We have not loved as you loved us. We have not led our family as you have led us. We plead the blood of Christ, God. Search our Bring to our awareness in a way that we can honor you in our family. Thank you that you have uniquely placed us in this moment in time, in our neighborhoods, in our city, God. And you, 
And your wisdom chose to use us as individuals. And your wisdom chose to use our families, Lord, to bless and not curse, to lift up the vulnerable around us, to, to do justice and love mercy, to walk humbly before, Lord, a world that doesn't yet know you, God, shining as we, as we just sang, like lights in the dark. So God, God, if there's any way, we as families or we as a church family still have not surrendered to your purpose for our lives. We invite you to search our hearts, bring it to our awareness right now. Would you do that, God? Thank you, God, that in the midst, Stephen, of this silence, you're still a small voice speaking. You are mine. You tell us. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. And you are mine. Not that you're not finished with us yet, God. Thank you that you are gracious and merciful. And right now is an opportunity to begin anew in you. God, would you give us a vision for a life so surrendered to you? Would you give a vision for our families? Would you give us a vision for the great things, God, that are yet still to be done? Would you, would you give us, God, a vision for this city and for us as a church family, for this corner of this city, for the, for the ways and the months and the years to come, should you tarry, God, that you are shine like a light from, from this place, call all men and women to yourself. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you that you have not given up on us and you still have granted your meaning and purpose. <laughs> Thank you that you are God alone and you are God for this people. We love you and seek your face. We listen for your vision. In Jesus' name, amen. There is no one like
Worship team is um, coming down. They're going to stop and come down and join you. you um, um, turn in God's word. We have several passages today. I'm going to highlight one of them now, now and then, um, and then uh, hi- highlight the other ones actually in the message if I could. But turn to the book we were uh, in just a couple of, of weeks ago, uh, Jeremiah. 
the book of Jeremiah. We're going to turn again to Jeremiah 29, but not necessarily to the place you're expecting me to. Jeremiah 29, um, verses 1 through 7. Those of you at home, would you also, so would you also uh, turn to that on your phones or in your Bibles? And we're going to see some of the context for that great, remember, remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about this unimaginable promise, right? This unimaginable plan and his unimaginable promise. And, and that was expressed in the latter part of Jeremiah uh, 29 where he says, I know the plan I have for you, right? Plan, plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you. Oh my, oh my goodness. That has brought me so much comfort in so, so many seasons of my life. But um, we want to talk today about, no, not, not just his, his plan and not just his promise, but, but also his, his purpose. And I'm going to suggest to you that sometimes that purpose is revealed in very, very, very challenging circumstances. So hear the words of God, the word, word of God from Jeremiah 29, beginning in verse 1. These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem. Look at this, to the surviving. In other words, not all of them had survived that 500-mile journey into captivity. The surviving elders of the exiles. And to the priests, the prophets, and all the people who Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now, this was after King Jeconiah and the queen mother, the eunuchs, the officials of of Judah and Jerusalem, look at this, the craftsmen, the metal workers, had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elasa, the son of Shaphan, and Gamariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, the king of Judah, sent to Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Let me press pause for just a second. You see what's happening the king is sending emissaries uh, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and Jeremiah is taking advantage of it. And he's sending letters to the people of God in captivity now, in exile in Babylon. And here's what he said. Build houses and live, live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. He's not saying take multiple wives. He's saying take a wife and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. Where's the there? It's exile. It's the most difficult situation that most of them had ever faced. And he says, flourish there. Live there. Multiply there. But he continues, and this is important for us. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. Don't miss that. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. And pray to the Lord on its behalf. For for in its welfare, you will, will find your welfare. The very word of God. Oh, thanks be to God. Thank you, God. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts today would be acceptable in your sight. That we don't pretend to have a corner on understanding you. But we know this mystery happens when we open our hearts and minds to your written word and 
your Holy Spirit who calls to remembrance your word. And so we trust you and we open our hearts and minds to you now in Christ's precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't pretend that we are experiencing anything like what they were experiencing. Um, uh, I, I don't even pretend that. But here's the deal. Um, we, we all experience exile in some ways or another, don't we? Um, we, we? Many of us have experienced that physically. And I cannot tell you how much joy it brings me to see you here. For those of you watching us uh, online, to have you with us, you're part of a family. It brings me so much joy, but the reality is this, this has been something unprecedented, at least in my entire lifetime, that we have been physically separated from people we care about, people that we love. But perhaps even more challenging then the physical separation is the emotional separation. We are not just physical beings. We, we are emotional beings who were created by God to be in community. And, 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 and when we're not in unity, then there's, there's, there's something, there's a loss. And, and when that happens over an extended period of time, then, then, then there is a loss there. And, and many people have struggled in, 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 in tremendous ways because... Of the separation, this is, oh, my heart, oh, my heart just breaks, breaks for, for uh, precious um, people in isolated situations like nursing homes, right? I mean, this has been hard. Mike, Mike, man, this has been hard, uh, been able to be together in this circumstance. And, and we all have loved ones, um, people we care about in isolated situations where they know, they have no one to talk with them. Uh, I, I part-time chaplain at, at a nursing home, and I haven't, haven't been able to be with them in person for four months. And, and many of them not had a family visit with in four months. And one who is in her 90s just shared last week, I don't, I don't know how longer I can go, go with this. No, there's, there's isolations and exiles that are even more challenging than physical exiles, which is emotional exile. As we've touched bases on so many times, well, there's a even deeper exile. There's that there's that exile that comes from feeling that you're far from God, right? or feeling that God is far from you. Now, now I said feeling. We we know, we who have have touched the heart of God and 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 who have opened His Word and studied who He is, we know that we're never far from. We know that he never leaves us or forsakes us, but, but in his wisdom, he allows seasons where we don't feel his presence. And there's, there's, a, there's a spiritual exile that maybe some of, some of you right here in this room, certainly some of you on the, on, on the internet are experiencing, and you're wondering, not only does God care for me, but, but some of you are wondering, does God even exist? I feel so apart. So, so Wow. It's, it's easy to be able to say in these moments, why is this happening to us? So I want to I go deep with, with you today. I'm going to broach some subjects that I'm not going to be able to completely uh, plumb the depths of in our time here, here. And honestly, my goal is not to completely do that. My goal is to make you hungry for God's word. 
to make you go and say, say, can that be? Is that what God really says? My goal is to make you go deep into the very nature and character of God that we have been singing about, that we're worshiping him for in these last few moments. And I'm, I'm just going to try and trigger some of those thoughts for you and then challenge you. I appreciate your challenge for us last week. Challenge you to back during the week. Take advantage of this isolation to go deep with, with God on these truths. I want to just remind, remind you as we begin, why is this happening to us? We cannot forget, can we? We, we cannot forget that God is just. Is that true? I mean, he is gl- glorious. He is merciful. He is all those other, other things. But he is also just. Amen? Sin has consequences, both eternally, but also temporally. And, and, and God's people suffer and experience those consequences with the culture. This might, this might be a leap for you right now, but hear me here. His people who, he, who he's placed in a cult experience and, and suffer the consequences of God's judgment on that culture. Look at Nehemiah, how, how when he crying out for truth, he identified with his people's sin. Look at Daniel, and Daniel, Daniel, who is one of my heroes, we'll look more at him in the coming weeks. Daniel, who cried out on his own behalf because he was a part of that church. He understood that a part of his call was to be in that church. Though Daniel stood as a light in that culture, he still experienced this very exile that we're talking about. Daniel was one of those people taken from Jerusalem. So, so let's not, um, let's not, not be mistaken here. We're, we're called to be, a, to be a, a part of a culture, and we're called to be salt and light in that, in that culture. If that, if that culture wanders from God, uh, then, then we, we will suffer and, 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 and experience the judgment of God with that culture. It sounds, it sounds like really, really bad news. Thank you for that, for that, for that upper you gave me there for that day. But, but hold on. There's hope coming, right? But, but, but the only way, way to get to the hope is to the truth. My encouragement to you today is, 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 is to both identify with this culture in which, which we live. Completely identify with it. But also to, to, to hold on to, to this truth. God, God has an unimaginable purpose for you in the midst of this culture. And it says that strongly, strongly, even in the midst of the judgment of this culture. How can I say that so brazenly? Because of this very letter that we just read from, from Jeremiah. It speaks to, to the people of God in the midst of judgment, in the midst of exile. Well, let, me, let me press pause again for a moment and word about judgment, right? Um, it's, it's easy, easy to say, to say that. that. Well, every time we come and ask for forgiveness, then he, he forgives us absolutely by nature and character to do that. But that, that forgiveness of our souls is not the same as escape from the consequences of, of the sin. Anybody, anybody out there, there living in, 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 the, in the consequences of a choice that they have made. Um, yeah. Is anyone, anyone out there? Don't, don't, don't say this out loud. Raise your hand. 
but, but they want to know living under, under the consequences of a bad choice that you've made. Yep. Trying to. So, so God, God never, never promised deliverance from, 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 from the consequences of that. Sometimes in his great mercy, we don't experience the full weight of them. Sometimes in his great mercy, God allows us a way of escape. Always he does. But, but the consequences are often still there. there. So, so Galatians 6, verse 7 through 10, says this. Don't be deceived. God, God is, not is not much, right? right? Whatever one sows, that will he also, he also reap. For the one, the one who, who sows to his own flesh, I'm just going to translate to one who sows to his own, his own choices, choices better, better than themselves, maybe, maybe at the expense of someone else, um, that person will so reap the one who sows to the Spirit will reap from the Spirit eternal lives. Don't, don't give up. Paul says in Galatians, don't grow weary of doing good for due season. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So then in verse 10 of Galatians 6, as we have opportunity, let's do good. Let's do good to everyone, especially to those of the household of faith. Paul reminds us, and Paul's Paul speaking in, in, in the New Testament era. Paul's Paul speaking in, in light of the sacrifice Jesus made, made on the cross. He's saying there is a fundamental principle here, and that, and that is that, that we're going to still reap consequences of, of decisions that we make. God, God is just, just right? right? He will not, not ever, ever restrain the natural consequences of our actions, but he will pour out judgment on evil, both, both in the church and especially on his people. Remind, remind you that God was judging, judging his people by, by sending them to Babylon. He was judging people. God is sovereign. As hard as it is, as hard as it is, as hard as it is, as it is a part of that sovereignty is that God and even, he says in Jeremiah and Isaiah, disaster on people. So let's not let's not, 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 not ourselves with the word of that, right? I mean, so God is just, and there, there is judgment, judgment and, and, uh, and we need to be reminded, reminded of that. So we also have a word of exile, right? One of the ways that he pours out that judgment is through exile. One of the ways we suffer the consequences of our sin is that we feel far from God. One of the ways that we as people experience the judgment of God is that we forcefully removed from our place of comfort and security. Exile, the definition of exile is being forcefully taken from your place of comfort and security. And you see that it could be emotional, it could be physical, it could be spiritual, or it could be all of these. Many of you are experiencing some aspect of that exile now. So what do we do, right? What are our possible responses to that exile? We have a primer on this in Israel's response. Let me say that specifically, Judah's response to exile. One response we can do is just to assimilate into the culture. God takes us from uh, our safety and our spiritual community. One, one thing, thing we, we can do is say, well, well when, when in Rome, Rome uh, do what the Romans do, right? And and that way is what northern Israel did when, when they, they were taken into exile. exile. The, 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 the context, context we're, we're studying happened in uh, 
beginning right around uh, 30 years, years before the time of my wife, but, but nearly a century and a half earlier, it, 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 they had had a front row seat on this exact, exact same thing happened to the northern tribe, the ten tribes, right? And, and when they were, they were taken, taken into exile, exile they, were, they were brought, brought to, to Syria. Syria, in that case, they basically assimilated, assimilated into the culture, into, into, into the culture. And, and, and as, as of right point. now, there's a hope and a promise and a prophecy that God would draw those ten tribes back at some point. point. But there's, there's, there's no, no way, way to know this place, place to those ten tribes right now, right? Um, they assimilated. Like one, one possibility is that we'll just do what culture is doing. Hey, beloved, that, that's kind of what we're doing as the Christian church. church, church we have taken our cues from the culture and assimilated into a culture that with every increasing week is wandering farther gone. There's, there's another response, and that, that is that we rebel against the culture. And that was Judah's response. The, the, the two tribes that made their response when they were in this situation was to rebel. Here's, here's the problem when they didn't realize that it, they, were, they were rebelling against Babylon. They were rebelling against God, who was sending them to Babylon. And one of the, one of the crazy, crazy things about this is is Jeremiah was the only voice, voice. Like, like he's the only, only voice, voice that was prophesying in that, in that moment, and, and, and saying, "This is God behind this." You want to talk about exile? You want to talk about being alone? Every other prophet of God was saying, "Don't worry, this is a hiccup. It'll be over in a little while." Some brazenly doing illustrations, taking rods of iron and breaking them, and. And saying, yeah, in two years, we'll be back. back. Home. Everything, Everything will be, will be the way, way that, it, that was. it was. Beloved, Beloved, it never has been the way that it was since that time. It will be. It will be. There will be one day with a new Jerusalem down, down, down from heaven. The old Jerusalem was never the same. Uh, and so Jeremiah, this poor guy. Have you, have you done Tom? Have you done Tom? Have you done Tom? Jeremiah? The, the, the guy I mean, I mean God, God called him to enact his word. And, and, so, and so when God wanted to reveal something, something to his people, people he, he would, would have Jeremiah live it out. And so so in one case, he had him lie naked on his side for six months, right? Finally, God, God, God uh, told, told him he could, he, he could stop on his side. You know what God told him to do? Put your you lie on your other side. side. Make it for a moment up, right? This guy had it tough. And at any point, point he could have bailed out of this thing, right? And, and Lord knows, knows he wanted to. And he, he didn't hold back. This is the guy that wrote Lamentation to us, right? This is, this is, this, this. He did he not didn't hold back in telling God his, his thoughts, thoughts and feelings. I love that about him. But he was the only voice, voice speaking truth in this moment. And, and God used him powerfully. There's, there's going to be times, beloved, when you feel like, feel like you are the only voice speaking truth. Hold on. Yeah, invite other brothers and sisters. Help me understand. Am I out on a limb here? But, but hold on and speak truth into the culture. And while everyone else was saying, you're going to be back, back in two years, years I said, no, you're not. And I want you no, to that, understand that, what he's saying because they, they understood that if you miss this, you'll miss a impact of what he was saying. God, God said to Jeremiah in 70 years. In 70 years, we'll go, we'll go home. Now, now think, think about life, life expectancy. In Psalm 91, um, we're told that, that, that um, 
the days of the man's life are three score and ten, and if by strength, four score. What was he saying? You're going to go home for 70 years. What was he saying? I didn't mean to point at you, Kathy. Which is more important for you? That you get to experience the joy of homecoming. I know the answer to that. Am I wrong, Kathy? Oh, my friend, that's right. Implicit in their judgment was this hope that your children. You're going to spin, Bob and Alan. You're going to spin, spin some time. I would now we can praise God, right? But, but, but even, even, even if you don't, don't experience the fullness, even if you never, never delivered from this, this exile, what God was promising them was that with the children would be. And I know, and I know you guys have an opportunity. You know that's your great, great desire. Children. But experience God's blessing. So, so Jeremiah is speaking truth into the people in exile. He's saying, I want you to know that you will never return, but that does not mean, mean that, that God, God doesn't have purpose for you, for you right? right? And, 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 and his purpose for them, I'm taking a lead here, and you can't always do this, but his, but his purpose, purpose for them, them I'm, I'm going to believe, believe, is also his purpose and his word to us, us here, here today. today. What, what does this mean for us? What does God's word to the exiles, how many years, years ago? ago uh, 2,600 years, years ago. ago. What does that mean for us? Well, well again, again, I'm going to sound like Dave Downer here, but our culture uniquely blessed, blessed and used of God, God as, it as it is, right? right? And, we, and we, am I making that up? Have we been blessed? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I told, you, told you before. before. We, we live better than any right? The poorest among us live better than 99% of every human being who's gone before. We have been uniquely blessed and used of God, God but, but we are still living under the judgment of God. And, and continue the direction that we're going, we're going to experience that, that judgment in, in greater and greater, greater ways than we, beloved, we, we, brothers and sisters in Christ, will not somehow be tempted from that. Please don't misunderstand me. I know, I know that we've got different... I believe that there is a judgment that we will escape. But I, but I know that, 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 that for 2,000 years, the people of God have not been raptured out, out of judgment the, uh, the, the judgment of the culture around them. I, I believe in, in, in God's promise for our, our times. But, but I know, I know that, that in, in mercy, mercy, he will deliver us from the ultimate judgment, judgment of this, this earth, earth and then this world. But he did never said that he would exempt you from the judgment of the culture in which you live. And, and so, so, so we, we are, are experiencing that, that even now, now and should nothing, nothing else change, change uh, we're going to experience that even greater ways in months and years to come. That doesn't mean that God, God has abandoned us. In fact, I want to suggest to you that, that, that means God has uniquely prepared and, and placed us here in the midst of a culture under the judgment of God for such, such a time, time as, as this. Are you, are you following me? 
in the sin, we repent of that. We identify why we broke broken culture and before God. That's what a priest does. A priest stands in the gap between God and the judgment. We intercede for our culture before God. We do justice. We love mercy. We walk humbly with God. But I don't know about you, but I still think I've got what it look like as I leave this place today, right? I love the picture that God painted for the people in exile. Watch, watch, especially the verb, right, right. Build. Build houses, yes. yes. But build our lives here in the midst of a foreign world. It's a challenge because, 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 because there, there, with increasing the amount, there'll be, there'll be restraints put on you that it would be easy for you to say, well, they're inhibiting my faith. Did that, how did Daniel do? How did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do, right? They found a way, a way to navigate their faith to live, genuinely live in the midst of a culture that was convenient them for that. And once in a while, it came, it came to a head. head. I'm thinking of a fiery furnace. Once in a while, you know, it came to a head. I'm thinking of a lion's den, right? But, 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 I love this plant guard, guard, guard right? right? And any of the programs, that's what you're going to be there when. <laughs> I just looked at my daughter. She's planting guard, 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 she was she was the garden. She's planting plant, 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 right? Um, you're going to be there. So don't just plant vegetables. God forbid, don't just plant zucchini, right? They'll feed you for a moment. Stuff that will bless generations. You can, you're following me, aren't you? I'm just talking about gardening. Plant faith communities, right? Plant and then be blessed by their produce. 
And he says, multiply. So we got build, build we got plant, plant, we got multiply. multiply. Do, do not, not decrease during this time. Marry and have children and give, give your children in marriage. No generational thing. Think not, not just, just for surviving this crisis. Think not just about COVID, but live now into God's future for you. Generationally, so that should the Lord tarry a thousand years from now, there will be spiritual Great, 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 great children. children. They live in the midst of these extenuating circumstances. I know this is radical stuff. Radical of all, right? Remember, this is 600 years before Jesus. This is 600 years before Jesus. Mr. Sermon would probably say the very same thing. Bless the culture. I don't have a right to say this. Yes. Forgive, Forgive me. Bless, Bless the culture with its knee on your neck. Bless, Bless the culture that's persecuting you. you know, how do you do that? You do do powerful things. Seek the welfare. Seek the shalom of the, the culture, even in the judgment. Seek the shalom. Seek the welfare of this culture. I can't remember a time in my life where we've been a more divided culture. Seek shalom. It's, it's way beyond, beyond the absence, absence of conflict. It's, it's way, way beyond just a simple um, um, Miss America concept of world, world peace. It's way, way beyond that. But it includes that. Find ways of, of meeting reconciliation. Find, find ways of meeting peace. Find ways of lasting people, even in the midst of the judgment. He says one of the ways that you're going to do that is by, by praying. praying. By, by praying for people. Jesus would more famously say, say this in the Sermon on the Mount. Pray, pray for those, those who persecute you. But here it is. It's years before. Pray for the culture that is oppressing you. Pray for it. Wow. 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 We have this amazing opportunity. Maybe, maybe more so than any time in our church's existence. There's an amazing parallel to about 70 years ago in our church's, church's existence. Is that not numbering, right? We're, we're kind of reproducing what was going on 70 years ago here. Let's, let's, let's honor, honor God in the midst of Let's seek the welfare of the community around us. How do, how do, where, where do we start, start doing, doing this? Right? Right? Where, where, where do we start, start to begin to do this? Start, start, start with those closest to you. Start, start with, your, with your family, right? As an, as an individual, that means my family. I can't expect, I don't even be able to do something with the I'm not doing at home. So seek, seek the welfare of your family, right? Find out how they're doing physically, emotionally, spiritually. Pray. But then as, as God honors that and strengthens strength your family, family start starting to think about marriage. It's such a joy, joy to, to be able to pray for our neighbors uh, around us. Um, worship team, come on out. Come on out. Remember, right? What a privilege it is, is been, been to, to pray, pray for our neighbors. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure, but that that hasn't been why I haven't been able to escape some of the consequences that other cities have not. I know way out of here. But we, but we pray, pray for, for our, our neighbors for, for a month. 
right at the time that this was all going down. In fact, I'm going to suggest we'll find out later that COVID was already in our community, and, and, and we, we prayed for our city, and we prayed, and God answered that, that start with your family, moved to your to your, to your neighbors, and then, and then, and then let's, let's, let's church. Let's find, let's find ways to bless this culture around us. Let's start with our neighbors. neighbors. Let's start with those two shifts of firemen that, that, that are right, right here across, across, you know, across, across our parking lot from us, who wave at us every time we go out of the thing. Let's start there. Let's move across the street to, to the precious children that come, come to the local school. Right, right. Let's, 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 let's move. Um, um, let's, let's move. Through Vogel School to the whole area that feeds Vogel School. Let's, let's, let's be a, a nation of, of priests, people, people who intercede on behalf of our, of our city. And, and let's believe that as God has blessed us through us, He will bless our city as well. And and, and, and I've had a trouble rain many, many, many times in the area. We just have a silent says of what God is going to do to the city. But right, right now, let's focus on our families. Let's focus on our city. Let's, let's even speak the blessing over them. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to repeat, repeat after me. Would you do, you do this? We're going to practice this. Speaking blessing. blessing. And we're going to speak a 3,400-year uh, Lord's blessing. The Lord, the Lord bless you. you. The Lord, Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord, Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord grant you today and every day his peace. The Lord grant you today and every day his peace.
Thank you so much for being with us today in worship. We're going to invite you to be seated just for a moment, if you would. And uh, our ushers are going to begin right away uh, dismissing people. Uh, I have gone over, and so we're going to be dismissing you. But as the um, worship team reminds us of those words, those blessings in just a moment, I challenge you, be a blessing to your family. Be a blessing to your neighbors. Let's be, as a church, a blessing to the city. Amen? You're dismissed. Wait for the ushers to dismiss you if you would. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord
gracious to you, Lord, turn.